Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. We're so glad you took time to be with us once again. Come on inside, grab a seat, order something from the bar if you want to. Don't forget the tips of the bartenders and waitresses, man. You know, they're trying to make a living, too. But we appreciate you spending another episode with us here on the Musician's Cafe. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my co-host, a man who has his definite patriotic side going into Memorial Day weekend, Mr. Chris Old Glory Gray. Chris, man, how you feeling, brother? I'm good. I love Memorial Day. Um, the grill comes out. Uh, the the cutoffs come out, so oh, wow. the guns come out. You know that's a big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys didn't know, we have our own personal bartenders here at the Musicians Cafe. They follow us around. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, great. I enjoy them. Yeah, man. Well, hey, we're here with episode forty-seven, uh, and we're rocking it out here again at the Shiley Residence. Yes, and we're here with Crosswinds Band. So you guys, welcome. Thank you so so much for being on. Uh, and Robbie, thanks for having us out to your place, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Everybody doing well. Good. So glad to be here, man. You, you guys have had exciting spring so far. You got a lot more coming. I know Robbie was mentioning a few things to me, so we're going to find out all about you guys in the next hour or so, okay? So it'll be good. Here before we get started, Brian, tell them uh, what's going on this weekend on yeah, the man, menu. Yeah, we can do that. It's going to be a busy weekend again for the Winchester area. Of course, we'll start down at Chally Hill like we always do. On the 27th, Friday night is going to be Uncle Cracker. So, actually, it's Saturday night, the 27th, isn't it? So, tw- Saturday night is Uncle Cracker with Max Moscato. You guys remember Uncle Cracker, don't you, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a pretty cool show, right? You know at least one of his songs. <laughs> we used yeah. to do one of his songs, Matt. He used oh to sing it. Oh, my God, that's right. Did you? Which one was it? Do you remember, Matt? What was it called? You Make Me Smile. Smile. You make me smile. Yeah, Smile. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It did not make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What you, I'm sure you did it very well, though. Uh, Saturday night is Ugly Kid Joe. With pistols at dawn, and somebody in this room may have tickets to that. I'm just saying, maybe. And it's not me. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm going to go to that for sure. Uh, Hollywood Casino has Dean Z. That's the ultimate Elvis tribute. So if you guys are Elvis fans, and I know there's a lot of them out there, you guys can head over to Hollywood Casino. They still have tickets available for that. Bear Chase Brewery has a full lineup. On Friday night, they have John Lawton. And on the 27th, Saturday night, the early act is Pebble to Pearl, and then Laura Cashman steps in for the evening. And then on Sunday is Pool Boys, and they're from 12 to 4, so should be a lot of fun for Bear Chase there on the mountain. Box Office Brewery down in Strasburg, uh, a couple of veterans of our show. On Friday night is Alan Boyd and the Waysiders. And then on the 27th, Saturday night, you guys might know this guy, Ryan Jewell. I don't know if you've ever ran across him or not. Guy's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, I'm going to let you figure out which one I was. But anyway, go see Ryan this weekend at a box office, man. It's a great place. Uh, the Troubadour Lounge and Park up in Berkeley Springs, they got their outdoor shows going, and they got two nights this week, Chris. Uh, Friday night is Dylan Wolfel, another friend of the show. Dylan, we appreciate you. And on the 27th, Saturday night, is Diamonds in the Rough. And, of course, again, that is going to be outside. Looks like the weather's going to be good, so it should be fun up there. Yeah, and Dylan was actually at a songwriter's, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Panel. The Bright Box, uh, right. this, this weekend at the Bright Box. That was really cool. So, Did you go? Uh, no, I didn't. I saw videos. Saw, I got it, you. Okay. it was very, very, very cool and very good representation from our local artists here, too. Nice. Nice. Um, the Monument has one show listed for the weekend. It's on Friday night. It's Brandon Martin. Have you guys heard of him? I can't all. say no. no. No, I hadn't either, but he's pretty accomplished. One of the biggest things, he was a contestant on The Voice. Uh, but since then, he's been like touring around the country doing a lot of Appalachia-style music. So it should be a lot of fun. I, I hadn't heard of him before, but um, it sounds interesting. Uh, Piccadilly Public House, Friday night, has our buddy Robbie Lyman. He's going to be there. 
And then on Saturday night, the Happy Hour Trio. I've actually seen both of those acts. Happy Hour Trio is really good. Uh, Paladin. They have a Thursday night show that is going to be Shane Glick. And it has a click. Is it click or glick? Shane, you're going to have to call me, buddy. Because everybody lists you different. No idea. <laughs> I have seen it glick with a G and click, click with a C. Now, so is that know. when you're wearing your glasses and without that, Yes, you could be. But literally, it was big print on the it computer makes, screen. It makes a lot of difference. <laughs> so I, I, anyway, Shane, if we got it wrong, my apologies. But just email us and straighten us out, okay? Uh, on Friday night is Brian Stutzman, another friend of the show, and Daryl Marini as well on Saturday. Uh, so uh, good night down at Paladin. Um, P2 and Clearbrook, the 26th, has Mike Leverone. And on 27th, Saturday night, is Justin Swade. I reached out to Justin about being on the show, so hopefully soon. Brightbox has one act over the weekend, the 27th, Saturday night, the Bob Band. Pretty good, huh? The Bob Dylan Tribute Band is what it is. Oh, uh, I was getting ready to ask you. you. I was you looking just at going to be named Bob to be <laughs> the, the Bob Band. Band. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, it's a Bob Dylan Tribute. I think that's the first time I've ever come across one of those, so that's kind of cool. I did not see anything at Backseat. They have the dreaded TBA band this weekend. I don't know. I didn't see anything. So maybe by the end of the show, you know, we'll figure out something. But they didn't have anything listed. But they've got some big acts coming up. Include, included Def Legend with our very own uh, Elizabeth Furnace on the 2nd. So that's the next big show in, in the event center. West Oaks Farm Market, man, we had to save the best to last because this weekend is a big ring dinger out there. On Friday night is the Chris Darlington band, and he's opening up for Chris Gray of Grayscale. You got it oh, backwards. Oh, wait a minute. You got it backwards. Okay, well, <laughs> Chris, you're going to be playing Friday night, man. I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, and then Chris Darlington follows you up uh, until 10 o'clock, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Saturday, uh, West Oaks has Alan Boyd and the Way signers. And then on Sunday, our old buddy Adam Phelps, Six Strings and Bourbon, is going to be there. So, man, you can't go wrong at West Oaks this weekend, that's for sure. Uh, quick couple quick shout outs Mission Road Polly Coconuts you're my buddy appreciate it on the 25th uh, Mission Road band's going to be at the Barnes of Harper's Ferry that'll be the full band and then on the 27th they're going to have the trio at the White Horse Tavern in Harper's Ferry so uh, Polly you know, keep us posted on your schedule pal and hopefully we're going to have you one soon so we'll catch up with you and make sure everything's doing well and that is it Chris except I have the trivia question of the show if you want to do that and actually, we have some more contestants this time, so I'm ready for it. What do you got? Yeah, this is one that I've used all the time, and you know the answer, so please don't shout it out. But I'm just... It's my <laughs> favorite line. Of time today. Yeah, exactly. But according to Billboard magazine, the number one song of all time that has a woman's name in the title. Okay? And you guys can kind of think about it. At the end of the show, we'll give you the answer if you haven't figured it out. But once again, according to Billboard magazine, the number one song of all time with a girl's name in the title. If you know that... Give yourself a high five. We'll give you the answer at the end of the show. I was going right? to say the winner gets a nice hearty high five to him <laughs> at the end of the show. Do we do we have to take guesses now? <laughs> no, you can we think don't about it, throw it out there. What do you want to do? <laughs> Maybe just halfway in the middle of the show, just throw it out during the interview process. I'm exactly. going to throw it out there. Yeah, okay. exactly. We'll do that. But uh, but anyway, that's all I got. Awesome. Thanks, Brian, for letting us know what's going on. You guys know uh, things are getting crazy uh, out there in the music world. Y'all who play music understand that. Uh, the weather's getting nicer. You play outside. Uh, more people want to come out and listen to you. It's just a great time of year to be alive. Uh, and like I said earlier, we're sitting here with the Crosswinds Band, a five-piece band. If you guys uh, can't see, which I know you can't because we don't have a video, and if you can see, I'd be a little creeped out. Yeah. But that's fine. Uh, let's introduce you to these guys. We have Dale, we have Robbie, Kara, Jason, and Matt. 
and all five of these make the Crosswinds band. And uh, again, thanks for letting us come on your practice night. Uh, I know Mondays are your practice night. Now, is this a weekly gathering or bi-weekly, or how does this work? For the most part, weekly. Yeah. Another band that works their tail off. Yeah, you guys seem stoked for practice, though. It really seems great. <laughs> <laughs> a big cup of coffee helps a lot. There you go. <laughs> so four of the five of them, not me, were here last night practicing as yeah, well. So that's right. They're super pumped for this we one. We are so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I know, Robbie, you know, we've talked with you about your schedule, but you know, you guys wear a lot of different hats in this band. You're, you're, you're the crosswinds, you're something else on a different night you're playing in a different band or providing music or whatever so my goodness you know how do you keep it all straight how do you guys do it because we like it <laughs> we just we just play a lot of the same songs in every band yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't notice it's all good yeah, right? it's a new sound too yeah so um you guys have been busy um but before we get to your schedule i want to know how you guys got started um it hasn't been that long that I've been familiar with Crosswinds Band, but I've heard you guys play several times. Uh, maybe the last time was at West Oaks. I was maybe last year uh, outside, so and it was phenomenal. You guys are tight. Uh, you can tell that you all love music, um, and whether you actually do or not, it looks like you like each other. So um, how, did, how did it get started? Who started it? Who's responsible for this? Uh, Crosswinds started back in the early 80s. Uh, wow. Dale was the original drummer. Uh, actually, actually, back then it was called Cindy Joy and Crosswinds. And I got in trouble the last podcast we did because I didn't mention names. So I'm going to mention yeah, names. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, podcast too, yeah. so Dale King was a part of the group. Uh, uh, Steve Rittenauer, uh was a, a part of the group. It was me and then Ozzy Strohsnyder and Cindy Welch uh, originally. Then she went to Cindy Joy. And then somewhere along the line, Dale and Cindy got married. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, yesterday, um, uh, Sunday, was our 35th wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we actually met at a rehearsal for Crosswinds. Isn't that crazy? Uh, in uh, August of 1980. But good, good for you to remember the date. That's awesome. What she's going to hear. Bonus so points I, had, for you. I went yeah. over my notes. I went over my notes before I came in so I could get this right. <laughs> good job, Dale. <laughs> oh, my. So, Dale, you've been here for the long haul. And then we have the Strohsniders of three. Yeah. How did you all get involved uh, with Crosswinds later? Well, so back in 2009, Robbie was getting the band back together. Nice. And doing a new version. or doing a new band. And we decided to go to Crosswinds. And he got my uncle Ozzy Strohsnider to play Steel. And they needed a bass player. So Ozzy called me. And we had a different singer at the time. And... Um, uh, after a while, she had some stuff with her family. She couldn't make it. So literally, like the night before a gig, we were having our normal rehearsals, which used to be Thursdays. And so we were at rehearsal, and Robbie's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And I said, well, I can... I said, my girlfriend, Kara, work, like, lives just down the road. I can be there and back in like 15 minutes. He's like, <laughs> do it. Let's make it happen. So she came nice. and had a, a two-hour rehearsal with us and then sat in and did a four-hour show the next night. And, so and she's nailed cool. it. Yep. She nailed it. Look at that, Karen. Good for you. One can't just sit in and do a four-hour show. Yeah. Oh, she, Karen she can. can. Yeah. Wow. She's a very quick study. <laughs> and she's a perfectionist, uh, as like I am. And she she had her parts down better than we did. It's true. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That. 
it helps that I had been to probably every single one of their shows since they started, <laughs> yes. so kind of had that muscle memory of what was going on. Aside from being a fantastic performer, she was an excellent girlfriend, so she came to all of my gigs. Yeah. And I didn't <laughs> know she could sing. Matt said, yeah. I said, she can sing. He said, oh, yeah, she can sing. And when she got up and sang it, yeah, she can sing. <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Were, you, were you that confident? Were you nervous? Do you remember what that was like? Um. That was probably about one of the only shows I remember actually being a little bit nervous. Okay. Just because I hadn't really played with a bigger band like that in quite some time, maybe ever. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a musical family, so like I was used to performing at church and some different stuff with you know, my uncles and stuff behind me. So okay. wasn't completely out of my realm, but yeah, it was definitely different to walk in and be like, Okay, and then of course we had people looking at us going, wait, that's not your singer. This isn't going to work. What, what, what's going on here? So, A little bit of pressure. A little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. And so, because Kara's a, 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 a perfectionist, in this group I'm called the boss and she's called the general. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's terminology. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you always know who's in charge is yeah. what you're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> and, J and Jason, you just kind of, you fall in? Or Pre pretty happened? much. Yeah. Well, you know, we're twins, so where one goes, the other has yeah. to follow. Yeah, there you go. They didn't yeah, realize we're a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it was? We had a keyboard player, Adrian Ray. I got to right. remember to name names. Um, so Adrian, well, he was in the band for a while, and so he decided to get out of doing the music thing. He was just tired, wanted to, he had a home recording studio, he was getting more into that. So Robbie called me one night, he goes, do you think your brother would want to play with us? And I go, I mean, let me call, let me, you know, let me, let me feel him out a little bit. I called Jason, dude, you, we did it, you're in, you're in. <laughs> we're living the dream, we can play music together again. That's cool, <laughs> It was Very sweet, cool. yeah. Well, that night, always done bands and stuff together when we were younger, and, um, it's so funny living in the same house. Everybody goes, "You guys must have jammed all the time." Never. Really. I would do my I thing. Matt would do his, and uh, it wasn't until we were both in separate country bands that we said, "Oh, I play that song. Let's play this song together." We started to have a fun time with that. Wow. It was, you know, funny that worked out. But yeah, yeah, Adrian left the band, and they just said maybe two guitar players instead of a keyboard player, and. The rest is kind of history. And at that time, Dale mm -hmm. and Cindy both were on a cruise ship in Florida. Oh, wow. I yeah, I was working on the ships out of Cape Canaveral in Florida. Um, that's a long, long story, but we had a 10-year gig down there um, doing that and playing in other bands around Cocoa Beach. So we moved back, actually, to be with our aging parents who were needing help at the Understood, same time. Yeah. Yeah, Cindy and my, my mom as well needed, so we came home to take care of them or help to take care of them. And so we arrived at about the right time to uh, to to recrank it up again. Nice. And so yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Well, you're welcome. I'll speak for everybody around here. Thank you for doing that. That's for sure. You know, we ran into others that have done the, the cruise ship uh, situation, and I'm sure that was a lot of fun. It's tough though, too, right? It's, it's very, a tough gig. It's right? very very hard gig. I mean, the people. I think they think of a cruise ship as being glamorous and all that. It wasn't for us. We worked really really That's hard. What I it's thought, actually yeah. the hardest job I ever had. Wow. We we worked thirty minutes on stage, thirty minutes off. Sometimes for 12, 15 hour shifts. Wow. And just dog tired, and then have to do it again the next day until you just bleary eyed. We we really got burned out doing it. But what and, are the 
Well, I didn't mean to interrupt. What no. I was going to ask you, the, one of the things that they always pointed out was tough is you never knew who you were going to play with some nights. That's true. Is that true? Yeah, we had guys coming in from all over who had different shows and some uh, impersonators because we worked on casino ships as well. Sure. The, the, everybody associates Elvis impersonators with casinos. Mm -hmm. So that started a lot of other impersonators. My wife, Cindy, from the original Cindy Joy, uh, did a Patsy Cline impersonation. Oh, nice. So. That's how we got into the gig in the first place. Yeah, but there were people coming in from all over with very, very little rehearsal time. A lot of times we'd have like one night to, to, to go over a show and then it was on the next day. So wow. It was wham, bam. It was very, very difficult. Really honed your skills, though, I'm sure. I, I think I guess so. You know, yeah. I mean, here I am. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, you know, if we didn't overdo it because a lot of the people I worked with, I mean, that was their that was their last gig. They gave they said, "I'm done." You know, I can't do it after this. Right. It was it was very very difficult, and there was nothing glamorous about it. Believe me, <laughs> a lot of people think that, but it's not. We've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Living in steerage area or whatever, tough Terrible. quarters and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's rough seas and people getting sick, Ooh. and you know, um, it just goes on and on. Wow. So. So we're here to talk about crosswinds, um, but I really want to hear where you guys have played. Uh, you know, Dale, you just told us it's great. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've played in many other bands. Um, it's no secret here that um, Robbie also has uh, um, sold out as well, uh, who's been on the podcast. Um, you guys play other places too, right? I've seen you uh, even in some videos for your church. Uh, as far as that goes, there's some other groups. What kind of things are you guys involved in that's outside of Crosswinds? I will field this one. <laughs> I haven't talked enough yet. <laughs> so, and that's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to give me a signal if I say too much. <laughs> so uh, Dale, Robbie, Kara, myself, plus Dale's wife, Cindy, and Robbie's wife, Tracy, we all have a group called Heart and Soul. And we perform, perform at our church, Refuge Church. Um, and yeah, we got started with that kind of like right after we got back together with Crosswinds in like 2018 and 2019. I think we started doing the heart and soul stuff. But uh, so the six of us, yeah, six, three couples, the six of us all play together in that band, which is really cool. So that's like country gospel, some bluegrass stuff. And that's a really great way, um, I think, to give back and to be able to like help other people. We're all... We all go to church together and stuff, so it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it a lot. It's cool. It's cool. I think they do too. I don't really care. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you and Kara actually went to Shenandoah together. Was her right? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, that right? we went to the university. Yeah, we um, actually Kara, Jason, and I all are three graduates of the. Mm -hmm. Used to be the Bird School of Business. Now it's just the Business School. Nice. Dale also went to Shenandoah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got lots of Shenandoah. Yeah, I graduated from the conservatory. Sure. I went to study music to be, to become a, a teacher, but never went in a classroom. As soon as I got out, I got in a band, and that, that, that all went Didn't by. Didn't look back, right? And I never, just never made it to the classroom. Uh, don't worry. Dale's taught us stuff, just not music. <laughs> <laughs> well, being older, you know, there's a couple of things I can show. That's your, that's your job, in that's a way. Right. That's, yeah, that's well, for sure. Well, watch out for him. Oh, man. I didn't go to college. I'm just a dumb old country uh, we, know better than that. we know better than that man you know um you know we have millions of listeners as you guys know millions yeah millions and so a lot of those folks may not know that you you guys your family is actually deep rooted here in in music in lots of different ways like you know shenandoah music for crying out loud for yeah. your father roger has sold more equipment around here than anybody i've ever ran into 
Uncle, right? Uncle. I'm sorry. Did I have it? Did I have it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I was just a connection. I was sorry. corrected too. It was my fault. Gotcha. I thought it was father, but that's all okay. The time it doesn't we're used really... to it. <laughs> but anyway, that family mm-hmm. and Rogers specifically have have been around and been part of this you know, music scene for such a long time. You guys are still working there. Is that correct? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We're real fortunate. Um, but actually, I'm the owner. Nice. Uh, yep. I'm the owner of Shenandoah Music. Jason is my general manager. So. We were literally just coming right from work to come do the podcast. Wow, <laughs> wow. So there's been some changes for a while. Then when did when did Roger he's retired? Oh I yeah, suppose. he retired back in twenty eighteen. Did he? Okay. Yeah, back in uh, at the end of February. Gotcha. Um, so I took over March one of twenty eighteen and it's been a it's been a wild ride, I guess to say the least, for me and for everyone else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of stuff I didn't expect to deal with, like, you know, a global pandemic shutting your <laughs> store yeah. shut your store down for a little while. <laughs> That's right. But in a lot of ways music saved us. Yeah, so yeah, you know exactly right. you could look at it that way too, because if it hadn't been for the ability to play instruments and get online at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been right. a lot tougher, I think. Hey, well, Matt, bring me some strings. Bring me a guitar. Yeah, I say, Bobby, one of my best exactly. customers. It's really you know convenient when you know a member of your band owns a music store. I just bring stuff right after right to rehearsal to them. Delivery with a smile. <laughs> so you're saying you didn't have to run it by the boss before you could come tonight. You exactly just, right. Gotcha. I didn't have to leave. You know, I didn't. I, you know, he understood. Well, actually, we didn't even. We didn't have to close early. We just left right at six o'clock. <laughs> just peeled on out. Ran. Yeah. Well, and we hope in the future we can have uh, you guys and some guys from the shop on as well. Uh, so that'd be a, a cool show too. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be fun. I'd love to do that. Yep. So you guys are involved with country music, uh, specifically in this band, and you have been since the 80s. I take it it's always been country. Um, is it strictly country? Is it uh, everything? Is it? Uh, I mean. What do you what do you spice it up with? It's music we like to play. Yeah, cool. There you we know? go. Yep. So, if we hear a song that we all like and, and we think the crowd will like, we're like, let's give it a shot, and we do it. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times recently I've had people come up and say, "Wow, your set was just amazing because there was so much variety, yes. and everybody could find something that they wanted to dance to or sing along to." So it's mostly country. It's mostly. Uh, classic and like 90s country we we kind of shy away from some of the more popular the country, country right now the actual country stuff right um, and very tight harmonies our yeah. harmonies are very, very which tight. sets you apart from everybody else yeah. really you know that's the, that's when you see a band that has harmonies you kind of go okay Three vocalists, four, five. Do you all sing? We yeah, all we actually sing. we all sing. All five. They make me sing. Uh, Dale. <laughs> you know, people want to hear Dale. We actually, I, we raised what, like three hundred bucks at church on an auction uh, to get Dale to sing a song. Nice. Hey, nobody's know. ever paid me that much to sing. Yeah, right. <laughs> For good cause. Too, I don't right? get it, but that's true. <laughs> What song did you sing? Do you remember? Um, I sang "Star Standing There" by the Beatles. Nice. He's a Beatles guy. Yeah. And their um, songs are usually short too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> knows them, you know. And they got some high parts in them when everybody can sing along. Sure. And, there you go. Yeah. And I think yeah. we did. Did we do um, "I Fought the Law" by Bobby yeah. Fuller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I'm an old guy. <laughs> Not that old. Uh, so are these all covers, or is there any original music going on? What do you guys got going on that front? Well, right. when we play with Ryan Jewell, we we do yeah, his yeah. do his yeah. covers, yeah. yeah. So we have his song list that we do, which is kind of separate from our song list. But um, Ryan Jewell, of course, as you know, is a singer songwriter who's in and out of Nashville. He's written some very very good material. Right. Yeah. Right. Now he's got his influences towards the early thousands, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you hear him sing, you can kind of pick that up in his yeah. voice a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a little bit of that Josh Turner. 
mm -hmm. low base thing. <laughs> I looked at an earlier schedule you guys had on your, you know, on your Facebook page, and you guys have had some road miles. You've traveled, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, quite a bit. I mean, you know, and I was surprised about that. You know, what's the plans for the summer? Do you have another schedule like that coming up this year? Yes, ahead, we Kara. do. <laughs> Pull it up on the, so, the general. <laughs> this weekend on Friday the 26th, we will actually be at the Newtown Heritage Festival right here in Stephen yeah. City. So make sure you come check us out there because Sold Out will be playing right after us. So kind of a two-for-one deal there. Uh, the 28th, we'll be at the Harvest Gap Brewery, and that's a show with Ryan Jewell. So if you're into Ryan's stuff, come on out there. And even if you're not and you haven't heard of them, yeah, go check it out, yeah, too. Because yeah, yeah. it'd be worth it. If you're yeah. not, just come out for Crosswinds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns uh, a brewery, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know. for drinks. And then the next weekend, the 2nd of June, we'll be at the Front Porch Series that Strasburg hosts outside with Ryan Jewell. And then the very next night, we're just across the street at Box Office Brewery, and that's just wow. Crosswinds. So, yeah, and then got some more stuff coming up over the summer, but that's... The next Busy. four gigs, yeah. Busy, good. good. You guys like playing out there at uh, box office? It's usually pretty, pretty crowded, isn't it? Have you been out there yet? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. you played out there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is an interesting one. Well, yeah, you know, because yeah, you know, from a actually playing music perspective, I think tons of fun and usually in a great crowd. From a technical aspect of trying to run sound, it's a little more it's difficult. It's a tough room. But you know what? Yeah. We've got an expert sound man in Robbie. I <laughs> yeah. mean, best in the business. So, you know, he makes pretty short work of it. And I got to tell you, box office has a heck of a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that every time we go to play. <laughs> a man after my own heart right there, Eddie. We had drinks and burgers hey, within the past two minutes. <laughs> Robbie, you must have a third hand, man. How do you run sound and play guitar at the same time? What's your technique? Because I need to learn it. I've been doing it so long. I just, you know, I just, um, I know what I'm looking for, and I, I, I know uh, it's just experience. It's just trial and error is what it really and truly is. And being, and being around a lot of good, good people, uh, I've surrounded myself with a lot of good technical people that uh, showed me the ropes along the way, uh, way from all the way back when I was a teenager. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, 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 I have a yeah, on stage. Yeah. Yep. In some places, like a box office, we would set the board up like in front of the stage because nobody's walking around there anyway. So I'm pretty sure I've seen Robbie dip his toe over there to start moving <laughs> faders. <laughs> oh, it's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Like one of those grippy sticks, you know, and reach over. <laughs> if y'all haven't been to box office, what would you say? Uh, 15 by 25? 15 by 20? 
pretty small. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's yeah. not real big. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's real. Not, yeah. it's, it's all it's all we can do to get on that stage, yeah. especially when Ryan shows up. In fact, Kara has to go down. She, the last time she went down on the on, and sat on the stool, she says, I'm never doing that again because I think a fight broke out or something. Or some lady fight. kept staring at me yeah, like she was going to like hurt, her. hurt me. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable down here right now. Yeah, it wasn't I'm not fight, doing this again. <laughs> we got to get Kara a better seat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, this the question I was going to ask is, it, you guys, Robbie and, and Dale, you're going to have a little bit more of experience to, to choose from. But we started this podcast because it seems like there's another sort of movement of music. We've got a lot more venues to play at. There's more bands. There's more people doing it. Online, of course, we talked about already. When you were playing back in the day, yeah. you know, your early days, and same way with you, Robbie, do you see a similarity between that? I mean, was it, what was the difference then about getting jobs and playing? I mean, I know we didn't have the internet, so it was hard to sort of reach out to people, but... Is it a different grind? You know, you know what I'm asking. Yeah, when you know, way back in the in the day, again, as you say, most gigs were nine to one. Right. And right. then when they called last call for alcohol, it was five deep at the bar, getting one more to go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, since then, DUIs came about. Um, back in the early times when we were playing, there was I'd never heard of a DUI until about what 82, 83. Yeah. We were at Lee Jackson's playing there quite a bit. And all of a sudden, everybody was getting DUIs because they were drinking all night and then driving home. Well, sure. that started to shut down the music business yes. quite a bit. Um, and, and things shifted gears. And the things I've noticed over the years that made the biggest difference is, is the fact that all these breweries and wineries and vineyards, these outside gigs, especially afternoon and early gigs, have opened up. I think there's more bands and more entertainment now than there's ever been. I think so, too. When I look around, I follow other, other venues on, on Facebook, and... Wow, I mean, it, it seems like there's so many places to play now. Back in the 80s and even in the 90s, there weren't a lot of places to play around here. And it's changed dramatically in right. the past however many years, yeah. I agree. So, Dale, you're saying that day drinking is now acceptable. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's kind of what I drew from. Yeah, if you can get home by dark and you're drunk, you're okay. But don't, so, yeah. don't start at 10 or 11. People don't want to be on the road if they've had a couple of beers at 10 or 11 o'clock. And if you got, if you, and I know you guys remember this too, if you played in a West Virginia bar, last oh. call was three o'clock on yeah. Friday and three thirty on Saturday morning. I used to that, play it or top, Sunday morning. Yeah, I used to play at Top Brass, and the hours were ten to three. Yes, exactly. And I mean, at three o'clock, brutal, you know, brutal. Man, yeah. It was hard. It was very, very hard. That's what yet. that was the old honky tonk days. You sure. Know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. And of course, like you said, I think the driving laws made a big difference. They did. It that. really, yeah. really helped to shut that down. And of course, you know, that's that's a smart thing to do. I think it probably saved a lot. Of lives as of well, course, you know, course, but yeah. it was shifting gears into a new era. Right, right. Gotcha. What about you guys? You seen any shift? Music? I mean, you guys have been around the music and you service yeah, the music wise, industry yeah. every yeah. single day. So, what does you that know, look like? I think uh, at the store, especially, um, I've noticed a bit of a shift from like the traditional. I guess going out like let me to go listen to a party band. I just want to go to a bar, you know, have some beers and listen to whatever. And it's almost more like kind of artist focused now. We've got mm -hmm. like venues like the Bright Box or the Monument that are more focused on not just we want to have a band to like you know, like not like hey we got a bar and we just need music to keep people drinking, but more of we want people to come out to an actual show. Right. And so that's a big shift that I think we've noticed a lot is there's been more of that movement towards let's do a show for people as opposed to let's just be background music for. For folks, I think it's really cool. I mean, yeah. you've got kind of you know both sides of it here. So we've got folks, we've got plenty of bars and stuff to go play to, and now we've got these really great venues in the area as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for sure. 
Jim, you want to add? Oh, I was just going to add, you know, the thing I always notice, I, growing up, I've worked at the music store for, you know, almost 20 years, and it seems like there's a big generational gap. People in and around my age group, mid-30s or so, I just never really met a whole lot of people my own age that were playing music, but now I see all these 17, 19-year-old, 20-somethings, and they are just playing like crazy. Yeah. And it's just, that's the shift I'm noticing. That's true. Is that it seems yeah. like a lot younger, uh, there, there's an uh, infusion of energy into the younger generation of playing music and playing out, going to the wineries and things like that. And that's what I think is so exciting. Well, you know, when, when I was trying to point. learn how to play, the only way we could learn a part was to get the 45, sure. take it home and put the needle on it, <laughs> put the needle on it, and to try to listen over and over again to try to figure. Now, young people have so many resources online, and there's so many things you can tap into. And I think that's why a lot of younger players are coming up and really playing well early. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas guys from my generation, we had to really struggle to learn, you know, boom, bop, boom, bop. We were working on that till we were 25, you know. And now I go back and watch and go, oh, my God, I was playing it wrong the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He said, oh, no, I got it yeah. wrong. Yeah, exactly. Dale, well, I think you left out the part where you had to walk a mile uh, both I did. Know, uphill yeah. Yeah. both ways to get the scroll. <laughs> Just to get the record. Actually, I had to hitchhike, but it's the same story, yeah. Well, and Robbie, to your point, uh, the lyrics – you you were just making the you were writing down the lyrics. Yeah. If it mm -hmm. wasn't for lyrics online, I would oh, have yeah. no idea yeah. what half the songs yeah. that I sing <laughs> actually nope. say. Yes. Uh, and then sometimes, heck, you look up the lyrics and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> sing this in public. <laughs> now, Carrie, you're the X factor, and this is a compliment, okay? Because yeah. having a female vocalist in a band is phenomenal. It really is. It I, and all the guys are shaking their heads and and. What you do up there is so important because not only do you provide great leads, but your harmony can't be matched either. So, you know, I've seen more and more females getting involved with bands and things. Do you feel that same way? Do you see that? Yes, I have definitely been noticing just in following the local Facebook feeds, you know, oh, that band has a girl too. That band has a lady too, you know. Yeah. And and they're they're good. But unfortunately, you always find yourself comparing yourself to them. It's like, oh, what can I do to be better or to... right. Do you have any, like, people that you're inspired from? Do you have people that, you know, like, modern-day singers, singers from way back? Um, I think, so a lot of times I've heard Linda Ronstad. Oh, yeah. So I enjoy listening to her stuff and kind of seeing what she did and how she did it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy Patsy Cline. I, I've been told I sound a lot like her okay. at times. I don't know that I try to model myself after her, but... That's a good one always to be modeled in, after. Always enjoy Patsy Klein kind of stuff. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you enjoy? Do you enjoy being the like the front person? Uh, yes and no. It's something that I've <laughs> learned to kind of do. Right. Um, it it definitely pushes me outside my comfort zone a little bit. But once I get up there, and as long as you're having fun, you know, like it it just kind of right. starts to come, and you you kind of learn what you're doing. Very so. cool. Yeah. Would you consider yeah. yourself an introvert? But I mean, or even a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way when I get up and start singing. I mean, I, I can talk to random people. My wife makes fun of me for it all the time. <laughs> um, but I just, I feel the same way. You kind of feel like you're in a little shell until you get halfway through that first song, and then you're all right. As long as the sound's okay, right? Yeah, Robbie? that's exactly right. If the sound's <laughs> off, then you just you just curl up a little bit tighter. <laughs> you know, I will say this. I think a lot of times for female singers. Luckily now I've kind of started playing the keyboard a little bit, and so I have something else to kind of sure. be doing. Yeah. But a lot of times, like 
we're just there, right? Everybody else has an instrument in front of them, something else that they're doing. So they don't have to like always be engaging with the audience as much as a lot of times the, the lead oh, yeah. person mm-hmm. kind of does. So that makes it, you all probably don't realize it, but it makes it a little bit more difficult because you got to figure out what else you got to sure. do uh-huh. to kind of keep those people engaged other than just playing your instrument or, or singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, 100%. It, there is a little bit of just being an entertainer, you know, to to doing what you have to do when you get on stage. So I'm sure they she does a great job right oh now. Oh my god, fantastic! <laughs> That's for sure, man. We got lots of things coming up this year. We talked about your 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 schedule already, but what you, are you guys just going to continue to be a variety band? Is there changes you're looking to do? You're going to incorporate music of your own? What what kind of things are you thinking about for the far, the far out future? Man, deep question. Yeah. Yeah. Matching suits. We've already got a, like three different pairs of matching shirts. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and vote matching uh, rhinestone suits. So we had talked about bringing back platform shoes, but I don't no, know if that's going to yes. be. Yeah. hard to play drums in. Yeah, very hard. Yeah, well, I take them off, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know any other. Uh, I don't know. We don't have any real original you're music for the fun band. Just having fun doing what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the most yeah. important part. And just trying to, I think, just trying to be a better, better band. Always, you know, trying to always find something to improve on. Whether it's you know new material that we want to start incorporating, trying to open up and play right. different venues, or looking for new opportunities. But uh, I don't know. I think a lot of the stuff, and and <clears throat> I, this is the way I feel about it for the most part of it. Original music is a great thing if you've got a really good knack to do it and it's something and it's interesting enough for somebody to hear. But most of the places you play, they want to hear stuff they know. Yep. Right. They, they, right. That's what they mm-hmm. want yeah. to dance. They want to hear stuff they know. They want to hear familiar songs and they want you to play it really and truly as close to the record as you can sure. as you can possibly get it. Yep. And then you have you have your so with, with our world it's kind of nice because Ryan is a very good songwriter. So so we, we, we back him up. He's got a good following. So it kind of gives us a taste to do original music as well as what we were raised on right, or, or what, right, we, you know, what right. we like to play. But, and I've always said, you know, you don't really play. You, if you play what you want to play, you'll probably be studying home. You have to play what the people want to want, want to hear right. in all reality. Because if I, I would play, if I had my, I'd probably play country music all night long. Sure. But that's uh, that's not the way it works sure. mm-hmm. you have to be very versatile in what you do and 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 enjoy it all at the same right. time right i think the reason why i asked that question you know for somebody like me who's on the outside looking into your band um you know and i've been part of bands bands always go through a phase where you know one person wants to do something different than the other person or you know mm-hmm. or somebody wants to play more of this kind of music or whatever it may be you guys are <laughs> you're so on the same page it's ridiculous like everybody's looking going we're having fun man we don't care about anything <laughs> you know that's sort of the reason why i asked that question but you just bounced it right back at me, which is kind of what I expected. Anyway, I think so. I'm going to be pushing more for like '90s country. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. To I'm going to push for some more bro country. We'll see that you all agree <laughs> again on all this. <laughs> it's country. You can do it. Yeah. So um, I always like to ask uh, bigger groups like you guys uh, for a small rig takedown of what you guys play up on stage, um, like. You know, Robbie mentioned you try to make it sound like the um, the original records, but playing all sorts of different music. Sometimes that's hard without a freaking case of axes to grab uh, and then a pedal board that's the size of Texas. Um, so how do you go about that? Uh, I'll start from right to left this time. Um, Matt. Okay. Guitar player, right? Uh, bass player. Bass. 
Yeah, so, you know, uh, lucky for me, nobody pays attention to the bass, so I just play what I want. <laughs> yeah. No, I use, um, I've got two basses that I rotate back and forth between, and, um, you know, I, don't, I can't say, one just looks really cool. It's like a hollow body bass, and people comment on that all the time about how cool it looks, but they don't actually care about me playing. So. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think at uh, that point, for me, it comes down to just being the player and, and understanding your instrument and how to get a different quality tone out of gotcha. it. So I use that, and I got a little, like, you know, effects unit that uh, is actually way more stuff than I ever need. I, I don't even hardly use the effects on it, except for just for fun for me. Right. That's typically usually, the way it is. Usually Jason operates Matt's pedals for him. Yeah, I'll have to get him to come over. Really? Yeah, we'll do like we'll do like Love Shack and there's a bass breakdown. So for a little while I would be playing and Jay would sit there and be like, I'm gonna come over and he would just start working my wah pedal for me. And I was like, This is fun, okay, sure. <laughs> never did it right. Yeah, it's Jay. No man, that's funny. I've heard that and that's pretty typical though, to have uh, technology that you just don't utilize hundred percent of and maybe you just don't need it, but it's always good to have it in mm-hmm. you know, in case you do. Now, I know Graham from Sold Out uses every ounce of his processors and whatnot, but he spends hours and hours and hours doing it, right? So, um, cool. I mean, a lot of people don't think that you can put effects through a bass. I mean, it's just thumps, right? Yeah, Um, I love playing. I know I use a lot of the effects. I'll do it like at home for fun. And, you know, we do a couple things. I have like an octaver I'll put on sometimes for fun. And um, and every once in a while it works. Um, Other times, uh, I was waiting for the laugh on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like what you said, you know, you have all this technology and stuff and it's not necessarily about the fact that I'm using every ounce, but it's about, um, I always like, I tell my customers, I say, it's about finding something that works for you and works the way you want it to work right, and the way you right. get the sound out of it. So I love having all the options, but I don't have to use them all. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Jason, guitar? Yeah. I, um, I'll switch back and forth between acoustic guitar and electric guitar throughout the night. Sometimes back to back to back to back. <laughs> You're welcome. You, yeah. <laughs> you have a good... So I also make all of the set lists, by the way. Oh, so, there we go. Yeah, but Jason, you, know, you have a guitar tech to do that for you, right? Yeah, it's called Me, Myself, and I. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually take uh, one electric, one acoustic, uh, small pedal board. Well, I say small. <laughs> but it's actually, I would argue it's, it's, it is quite large. It's like seven or eight pedals, I think. Um, and then just run that right into a Fender amplifier, and we mic everything up on stage. Um, so, it, you know, I think it's a pretty simple setup. I, you know, the biggest thing is I bought a um, really cool little preamp box for my acoustic guitar. Um, I've, I've transitioned from being an electric player to calling myself capital A acoustic player, you know, put on the hat and everything. And, uh, <laughs> and the biggest thing that irritates me when I go out is that I'll listen to these guys playing great acoustic guitars, you know, I, and I, you know, I've sold them, I've, I've heard them in store, and they go, they sound fantastic when you're right there on the instrument, and you plug it into the amp or plug it into the PA, and all of them just squat way really? down, and they just sound paper thin, and I just, I can't stand it. It's, it's one of those things, I think, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Sure. So um, uh, for Christmas this year, my parents bought me this great little preamp box that's got... <laughs> The, the impulse, it's called impulse response. It's, it's, it's a fancy word for microphone technology in it. <laughs> what he didn't tell you is that Christmas note said, now make it sound like a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but man, oh man, I feel like that's like my secret weapon. And I, I, uh, the first night I used it, I took out this teeny little, it's the same guitar I've been using now, a little parlor size Yamaha guitar. And um, no special pickup or anything in it, but I put that little box there. And we get done with the first set, and everybody's like, 
that guitar sounds so good. That's the that's best awesome. guitar we've yeah. heard. So that's my little secret weapon is that little preamp box. I love that thing. Nice. Not a, it's not a secret anymore, dude. <laughs> well, I, I didn't tell them which one it was. <laughs> I will tell them if they come to the store with cash money. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 2133 South Loudon. <laughs> I just bought one for myself. Uh, I just, I just picked up a hummingbird. Uh, it actually gifted to me, mm-hmm. um, but I needed something to make it a little bit more present, a little bit more accurate to its true sound. So uh, I'm with you on there. I guess you play a Yamaha acoustic. Yep, yep, Yamaha acoustic. True it's fashion. A little little uh, parlor size acoustic from them. They're CSF 3M. That took me a long time to get those letters and numbers in the right order (laughs) (laughs) daily practice exactly (laughs) Kara you sing so you only have one model of that uh, but you do play piano too right yeah so surprisingly I actually probably have the most gear of anybody here (laughs) so I'm borrowing Robbie's keyboard which is a Korg Mm -hmm. right that one so I I have a Yamaha it's a Roland Roland. it's a Roland Roland. okay Okay. so I have a Yamaha that I usually play at home and at church uh, but it was a little bit too big for a lot of our setups, like especially like box office. So uh, Robbie is letting me borrow his Roland keyboard. Um, I carry a Shure SM55. Five. Super okay. 55. Super 55, excuse nice. me. Uh-huh. Super blue 55 grill. with the blue grill yeah. microphone because I have to be special. Yeah, those are the retro ones, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah cool. Those are cool. Um, cowbell. Four, tam- four different, yes, four different tambourines. <laughs> really, four? I carry four. Is yes. one electric? No, but okay. they have they have different um, like little metal symbol things on them. They have different tones. Understood. So nice. Different ones are used for different songs. Cool. Uh, this might be the first tambourine connoisseur I know. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that. I can appreciate it. knows her stuff. Instrument. Yeah. On Dale's song, "I Fought the Law," I actually have two that are identical, and I bang them together. Nice. That's right. That it had to just be as loud as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I also have a shaker that mm-hmm. I occasionally use that is shaped like an orange, which also came from Dale. Yeah, we got that in Florida. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's the best shaker cool. you've ever heard. It's really true. Cool. We've tried other fruits, other <laughs> shakers, combinations. They just don't sound the don't same. Sound That's great. Yeah. We we That's pitched great. a banana, the apple, all of that. <laughs> the orange. We're an orange band. <laughs> you guys laugh. So this cool. is all true story. This is totally true. <laughs> <That's> serious. <laughs> and Robbie hates it when I talk about it. You won't let me play it in crosswinds. But the <laughs> Matt, Jason, and Kara. I also have a band called Kara and the Wayfarers in which I play a drum and the kazoo. Nice. Yep. I would venture okay. to say Kara's the uh, the best uh, uh, kazoo player yes. in the valley. Yes. Possibly this side of the Mason-Dixon. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes. Wow. Very you, good. You, you actually don't hear that very often. No. But it sounds That's really right. Cool. Most people don't want to brag about it, but you know, I tell my wife all the time, I'm going to brag on you, darling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a t-shirt in there somewhere. Yeah. I, I, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Have you tried a talk box yet? I have not. Got to get you one of those. So yeah. you can have a pedal, too. There we go. It's all about pedals, right? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Robbie, we know that uh, you got a setup, um, but you use some technology. I guess it's here behind me, right? Yeah, I use the. that's the one I use and sold out. That's the, the DSL Cortex. That is quite a machine there, and it, it, it's taken about four months to really get it to where I'm happy with it. But... Uh, the Crosswind is the only group I actually use an amplifier in with a with a processor, the the uh, Pod Pro, I guess it is. Yeah, Pod Go. Yeah, Pod mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, and uh, 
my my pride and joy at guitar that I just I just sent to Nashville and got it back. It's got a, it's a, a B bender guitar. I put a glazier bender on it. So Ryan took it to Nashville for me and they installed it and he brought it back. That's that green guitar right there. Wow, that's a bad guitar. <laughs> that's that's right. a beautiful guitar. Now the B bender. There's, there's a G. Yeah, there's a deer out there. Isn't yeah, there? a bunch yeah. of them just ran. Got some wildlife. <laughs> some wildlife. Really invested in the podcast here. Now the B bender. We might have talked about this and, and sold out. Uh, it's either the B or the G. What does Brad Paisley play on? He he, he uses a G bender. He's the G guy. Uh, Got the, it. The the I don't remember his name, but from Diamond Rio, mm-hmm. his is a, a B and a G bender. So he does them both. But that guitar, I can. It's been in the B right now, but I can make it flip it and, and oh, actually wow. do the G if I want wow. to. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm uh, still still learning getting to it, but it, it's a lot of fun to play. Well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to this next. No offense to anybody yeah. else, but I'm looking forward to Dale's gear. I'm just going to say that out loud. You got, you got this one, bro. He Dale, plays tell drums. me what you got, brother. <laughs> well, um, I'm an acoustic drummer. I don't play electric stuff. Amen, never, brother. <laughs> I never got used to hitting a drum here and hearing the sound come out of the speaker over there. Understood. I just couldn't yeah. do it. So anyway, I play a very simple set. Four-piece set, ride cymbal, two crash, now I had... And, uh, and I just keep it simple like that. For a lot, yeah. I've got bigger drums and bigger sets, but when you're playing one-nighters and you're in and out in a hurry, you know, why bother with a big set? Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I add to that is I do have an EAD, um, okay. and that thanks to the folks at Shenandoah Music who turned me on to that. 2133 but, South Loudon Street. <laughs> <laughs> that was God, by the way. But it does work very well, very simple. Um, and, and that kind of amplifies the whole set through the PA and puts it out there a little bit. Cause, right. um, not a lot of volume, but just a little bit to wake it up in the PA. And it seems like the mix works out that way, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of keep it simple on the drums. And I think most people do anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I, you yeah. don't see the gigantic sets anymore like you used to. Well, that's because a lot of people, cool. yeah, they're playing one night or one gigs yeah. at a time. They're not playing, um, you know, and they don't have drum tech. So guys like me who have to go set up one gig, tear down one gig and play right. another one, you know, they call it the Ringo set, the four-piece set. Right. But it's it's a simple way to go. And all the old-school drummers said, if you can't get it, drum, uh, get it done with four drums, you don't need any more than that. There's probably a lot of truth to <laughs> yeah, that, I would imagine. think about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... That's and what I go by. When I got here early, Robert, Robbie, sorry, introduced me to his uh, his vintage set over here. Boy, that's a beautiful set too. Yeah, I'm not going to go into detail, Robbie, because you may not want everybody to know about it. But that's a <laughs> hell of a good looking drum set. I want to tell you, you can make guitars out of the uh, wood it's made of, yeah. and that would be a very good guitar. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, thanks for your rig rundown. Uh, I'm interested in that just because you know I like gear. And, yeah. and I, yeah. I find some people that I've, I've reached out to some people here on the podcast and they, they find it interesting too. It's more than just getting up on stage and plugging in and going in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure is. What do we miss guys? What, what do we miss that you guys want to talk about? We didn't warn you about this question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you pretty much covered. I think you schedule. did. Yeah. I mean, you know, did. you mentioned the harmonies uh, yeah. earlier and that yeah. is something I think we all take a lot of, lot of pride in in the band is like our you know we all sing and stuff like that and i think that's one thing a lot of people don't realize either it's like you know you got to take the time to to actually work that stuff out we'll have entire sections of rehearsal sometime where we just stop and poor dale's got to sit there and watch us (laughs) go back and forth i remember that too dale yeah Yeah. (laughs) just sitting there we're going back and forth working on harmony saying all right slow it down 
Slow it down even more. We're just going to do this one note at a time now. <laughs> wow. Stack the chords. It's yeah. a lot of fun, too, because uh, Jason and I uh, occasionally play uh, twin leads together. So I okay. really enjoy doing that, uh, you know, eastbound and down with the twin leads and things like that that we do. Uh, Jason is, a, is a, an excellent acoustic player as well as electric player, but I really uh, love his, his acoustic style. Uh, it really makes what we do. It really does. And then when he grabs his electric guitar and we do twin leads, yeah. <laughs> Good time. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> harmonies set bands apart. Yeah. It doesn't matter it whether does. it's instrument harmonies or, or vocal. It's, they set bands apart. Always have. Yeah, and just what Brian said is what I was about to bring up, too. Yeah, playing harmonies together, especially on two guitars, on two separate rigs, mm-hmm. is not easy. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it sounds and it feels really easy when you hear it until you realize all the, the work that it did take. Yeah. Um, but man, thank you guys for uh, letting us crash your practice yeah. time. Oh, yeah. no thank um, you. Hopefully y'all can still be a little productive tonight, okay. um, hanging out with your dear friends back here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to make sure we get everybody to come out to the Newtown Heritage Festival this coming weekend, right? That's right. Yes. Yes. right. Yes. This weekend is 28th. You guys playing 27th? Friday night. 26th. 26th. Okay. You guys are Friday night. Folks, don't miss Crosswinds, man. They're going to come out and put a great show on. And they're from right here in your hometown. So go support them. Give them a high five. And Tell them how great they are. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for uh, episode 47. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support, even if you made it through that god-awful commercial that Brian and I made. Um, Wait, what's the answer to the trivia question? Just kidding. Question? Yeah, I'm going to ah, do that. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Yes, we'll get to it. Do you guys have any yeah, guesses? No, no, no. Yeah, Let's do guesses. it now. What are your you guesses? Know. Remind them of the question, Brian. The question was, according to Billboard Magazine, what's the number one song of all time with a girl's name in the title? Jolene. That's a really good, good guess, guess, but it's not. I was thinking maybe Gloria by the Shadows of Night. That's a good, very good guess. Rosanna? Not, not right. This is a really hard question. It is not Rosanna. Billy Jean. It's good. That's a really big guess, but not the right ah, one. What's Lots that, of people bring that what's one What's that Allman Brothers song, the instrumental? Amy. Hey, Melissa? Jessica. Or Jessica, yeah, yeah. Jessica, yeah. Amanda, Amy, uh, <laughs> oh, Sherry. I'm just throwing them out there. You tell me, you tell me when to stop. Well, yeah. I doubt you're ever going to get there, honestly. <laughs> but nobody has anything in their hand they can throw at me, right? <laughs> when I give you this answer, you're going to go, oh, no. But the truth of the matter is I use this one a lot. I've only had one person ever get it, and I'm pretty sure they cheated. Uh, but the number one song, according to Billboard magazine of all time, is Macarena. Oh, I do not own wow. the rights to that question, so if you want to use it around your friends, you can. But yeah, Macarena is a Latin girl's name, and it's the number one song of all time. So, wow. kind of an interesting question. Everybody's going to give me, you know, grief on email. I'm sure. But. I'll start asking out in the crowd. Anybody out there named Macarena? <laughs> if I ever have a girl, it's number one on the list. <laughs> Tell you. You could go, you could have mock arena, you know. I guess. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. <laughs> well, folks, once again, thank you, Crosswinds, for being with us, guys. Best of luck from here on out. Nothing but Godspeed for you guys. Chris, man, I couldn't do without you, brother. You're welcome. Again, thank you guys for joining us anywhere you're listening. Uh, reach out. Let us know that you're uh, listening. Uh, let us know how you listen to it. And then uh, make sure you follow us anywhere. Followers on Spotify are huge for us. Yep. Um, Facebook, whatever, reach out. Talk to us. Say, hey, you guys did great or not so great. Either way, we know you're listening. So thank That's you right. so much. That's right. Definitely like us on Facebook. MusiciansCafe1 at gmail.com is our email address. So make sure you reach out to me if you have any questions or if you have something you want to get on air, just let me know. Or if you want to be a guest. Make sure you reach out to me for that as well. Chris, once again, thank you, sir. Yep. And until we meet again, everybody, stay out of that left lane. You're still doing it. Every time I'm driving down or in, you're in my left lane again. Stop it. <laughs> Don't lounge in the left lane. It's easy, okay? 
But until we meet again, peace.